week's episode this is actually an interview i did over the summer with rebecca del rio when i helped out with the charity event wyndham's cabin warren was gracious enough to let me use this clip and i hope you enjoyed this week's episode so uh, how are you how are you guys uh, doing today? i'm doing very good uh no actually i was uh, thrilled when uh warren he asked me to uh be on to uh co-host for this because i remember meeting you in fayetteville uh right before covid and uh it was uh yeah it was like a great experience uh being able to see you and the rest of the cast Oh, thank you. That was so much fun. And 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 consider that right before we all found out there was a huge uh, issue, you know, with with a pandemic. And and I remember so much. So many of our friends like came from Italy and all over the world, and we hugged everyone. And mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> right before, literally, like yeah, maybe it was, like days. it was literally like the last convention before the world shut down. So that's what made it all the more special for all of us. I agree. I totally agree. I was just looking at my Fayetteville t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah actually, like, I have my uh, thing. Sorry, actually, I'll get it really quick. Um, yeah, because this is a thing that's actually helped me throughout, like, uh, COVID, is that I still have your uh, signature that says no stars. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Thank so, you. Yeah, so oh, I thought this was, oh, yeah, like, like I said, it was uh, this is a thing that really helped me throughout 2020 because it was, like, the last legitimately good thing I could do before uh, everything shut down. Oh, that's wonderful. Thanks for saying that. I, I agree. Because, you know, it, there's so much of, uh, especially like, look, we're doing this online, but so much of this is, is just the camaraderie, right? Like, it, like if you, you know, Luca, we love Luca. He Absolutely. comes from Italy. Uh, he was there. Um, mm-hmm. Many of my friends that we've seen in the Twin Peaks festivals there in Snoqualmie, um, they were there. You were there. I, I saw so many wonderful fans and friends that I've made along the way and then new friends. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the point, you know, to get together. But since we really can't have a Twin Peaks festival anymore, yeah, um, we can, you know, uh, get together in other ways. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I had this joke was like, tell me you're having a Twin Peaks festival without telling me you're having a Twin Peaks festival. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I'll just have my one of my shows there at North Bend Theater. And everyone can come to see my show and then we'll just go to all the great places and we'll, you know, be a group again, just a group of friends coming to see my show. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll happen in September sometime, you guys. Um, I'm working on it. North Bend in Seattle. Still working on it. Oh, very yeah. good. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'll be watching for that. Wouldn't it? So again, thank you for inviting me to this one. So this is oh, a nice yeah. experience too. We get to we get to uh, get together, and the fans can watch it. And um, I'm I'm happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see the comments coming in. Everyone's just ecstatic that uh, you're you're able to be here. It's almost like uh, you know, it's like this is the thing that a lot of people were waiting for this whole time. So oh, I really yeah. hope you know. I mean, I hope you know that a lot of fans are thrilled that you're be, that you're here. Well, thank you so much. Um, I I can't see the comments. I can't see very well. I don't have my glasses. Um, actually, one of the local. Oh, sorry, you go on. I was going to say, you're going to have to read some for me if you want okay. me to. Uh, there's no, there's no one who I know that lives in North Bend right down the street of the North Bend Theater says, yes, come play at the theater. And the uh, heart emoji with the uh, eyes with the hearts on it. So 
Yeah, it's like, there's already at least one person who's like actively. Okay, on so we have right. one person in the audience, and and you know what? Just talk to Beth. Beth runs it. Um, uh, matter of fact, the Beth, another Beth runs the Seattle one too. So I was trying to put those two theaters on the map for the tour when I went to Vancouver. Oh, well, I nice. just got back from Vancouver. I did the Rio, and it was fantastic. Probably one of my favorite shows. Actually, yeah. there's one comment that just came and says, what was it like working with Danny Elfman? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That Oh, it's such an amazing story. You really want to hear it? Because it's kind of, let me see if I can make it shorter. Last summer, I wasn't doing very well. You know, just coming out of COVID, having just had all my shots and and, and escaping Nashville and coming back home. Um, I had a really hard summer. And um, I got a phone call from Danny Elfman's camp. And they said that Danny was uh, interested in me singing one of his songs. Um, and he was going to put out a box set and would I be interested? And um, I was on a short list. Thought, oh, are you kidding me? And of course, you know, I, I, I immediately thought about, you know, uh, Oingo Boingo. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, The Simpsons and, and Tim Burton and all of that. And I just... I'd never met Danny before, so I, to be on his shortlist and without even knowing was an honor to begin with. But then he says to me, well, I'm going to send you a couple of songs, and you pick the one you want. I heard this song called We Belong. Uh, I heard it once, and I immediately said, that's the song. And then Danny said, that's what I thought. I thought that would be your song. Can you come over this Sunday and record it? It's kind of a, a, a urgency. Yeah, sure, I can do that. Um, and... And as the story goes, it's 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 pretty remarkable. That Sunday was Mother's Day, mm -hmm. and uh, Mother's Day is a really really a sad but happy day for me. Um, so I I brought the photo of my my late son Philip, and I sang the song to him, and um, I recorded for Danny Danny and him. I I wrote, I wrote a couple of like a little verse in Spanish, and I asked him if I could if he wouldn't mind, and I did it, and and then. I, I developed a, a, a knot in my throat. So kind of like I have now. So it's kind of hard still, you know, to talk about my son, but he was beautiful and wonderful and, and he's always here. Um, but I had a knot in my throat when I recorded it and I asked Danny, oh, can you give me just a minute? I'm just, I just need to, I can do that again. And he said, no, that's perfect. Don't ever do it again. That's a take. Let's eat. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. And that's what you hear on the box set that was released just last month, uh, a month or two ago. And um, I'm just so uh, grateful to have been on that shortlist. And he's been a nice friend to me. Um, he, he's such a gentleman and he, and he you know, is a very generous, pays on time, <laughs> you know, just respectful of my, of, of my work. And also, um, he allowed me to sing the song on my current tour, the No I Banda tour. And everybody loves that song because it, well, first of all, the tracks are, um, are you know, performed and, and produced by Danny himself. Um, and so it, it's, it's, wow, it's a miracle, you know, it really is a miracle that I got a chance to work with one of the finest um singers, songwriter, composers of, uh, of, you know, yeah, in history, I'm going to say.
Yeah, no, it's I, I know you said you were surprised on the short list, but I think it makes perfect sense because um, I think I said to you in Fayetteville, um, obviously this is a comeback to Twin Peaks, is that uh, more so Mahan Drive actually, is that uh, I think of how like uh, how deliberate your scene is in Silencio and how David Lynch saw something truly special in you because I think of how in Fire Walk With Me, he had Chris Isaac and David Bowie and they, they basically had to do a movie for next to nothing, but Lynch was very specific about picking you for that thing because... That everything from that part in Silencio really sets the tone from everything onward. And with you being literally center stage, it, you were just like the best part, you know, to really set that tone going forward. Well, it, thank you for saying that. It is interesting that you mentioned that. In obviously, that's one of the ways that Danny discovered me. And, and David loves to say that to me Rebecca, you get traction. You know, my movie, you get traction. So the thing is, is that when I, um, when I sang to David, I'd already been singing that song for a good four years before I met him. And I was not aware he was recording me. So he recorded me basically auditioning for him, even though I already had a record deal and I was on my way. Um, I, I just sang it for him and he recorded it. And from that recording, he created Silencio. So it inspired him to create that scene. And that scene was supposed to be the the cliffhanger for the ABC series, Mulholland Drive. And then there was an issue with a piece of dog poo in the courtyard, I believe, from one mm -hmm. end. And ABC, ABC tried to put the kibosh on that. And you know, you, you don't say that to David. David wants a close-up on the dog poo, you're gonna get a close-up. So he took that scene and that, that pilot and said, this is, this is the this is this is the movie so he he garnered um the opportunity to get Mulholland Drive made as a film um using that pilot with that cliffhanger oh perfect uh, so actually, it is even more um important now that I found that out um just recently that it was it was something that was very special to him so you know, you know David is obviously a master and he has such great musical taste, little Jimmy Scott, you know, and um, I, I know that I know that when I was introduced to him, he was not interested in meeting anyone. And my agent had to fight to get me to come, you know, to get him to accept just 10 minutes, 10 minutes, just meet this gal 10 minutes. That's all you're going to, you're going to love her. You're going to love this song. She's got this song. And he, of course, he recorded it and he was obsessed and we made that scene. And I even, I, you know, I've been to Club Silencio, I've sang there in Paris and it's funny, but they're so nice to me. They're like, you know, this place wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for you. And, you know, going way back, it wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Tanya Sanz, who mm -hmm. translated Crying into Spanish. Mm -hmm. Now, actually, I'll go back to that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. I know that Josh, he's been patiently waiting because uh, I've uh, I, I haven't things lined up, but you know I know between singing and Josh being on, I want to make sure he he's able to talk to you as well. Well, I'm just kind of a last second, just oh. uh, popped in here last second. How are you doing, Rebecca? Hey, Josh, because I can't see. I didn't even know that was you. You can. Oh, yes, it is hey, me. Josh. How? Oh, oh. Hi, Josh. <laughs> How are you? How are you doing? I'm okay, Josh. How are you, honey? Uh, doing okay. Same. Yeah. Same, I, same. 
I mean, Josh and I go way back. Josh and I are very, very close. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah. why I want to make sure that uh, I absolutely, I didn't want to like uh, steal any time. I want to make sure that he was no. able to talk to you. No, 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 no. Thank you. Because no, no, yeah, I just. Uh, I can't see him. Yeah. Oh, I just, yeah, just to echo what you said to Rebecca, Philip was a wonderful, wonderful person. And uh, I was lucky enough to have known Philip and uh, yeah, I loved Philip. I know my son, Philip, he, he loved you. And I, I actually found some photos of Josh and Philip in the jacuzzi over at the Eisenstadt's right before I did the first Twin Peaks Festival. So it wasn't for <laughs> the Eisenstadt's. Uh, you and your dad came to see me at the at a place called The Gig. I yes, I remember that. Asheville, and I was uh, in the process of getting another record deal. And uh, you guys showed up with little, 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 um, what's his name? Um, with Michael J. Anderson, right? And uh, I, I have those. I still have those videos. So great. It was wonderful. That's how long we've known each other. What, 2000? Yeah. 2002. <laughs> 2002 or 2003. Wait a minute. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. we, we were babies. <laughs> we were all babies. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, I guess since uh, here's an interesting question. I, I know this one, but uh, the origin of no stars. Oh, yeah. You know, let me say something to you, Joshi. First of all, I love you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for thank being you. part of this, you know, this this uh, this opportunity too. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking about you all the time. I'll go over to Bernard's probably before I leave for Canada. We'll hang out. I wonder. And, we'll definitely hang out then. Yeah. Yeah. That'd definitely. be great. Yeah. So I wanted to um, again thank you for inviting me to the Twin Peaks Festival. If it wasn't for Joshy, I wouldn't first of all be as quirky as I am right now. So thank you, Josh, <laughs> because I was something. Remember. And um, also, I, I, you know, I think we watched it on VHS. Which one? Uh, we watched the entire series, uh, first and second season together. And before I went to the, um, the, the, the festival with you and your family. And I was just, I remember seeing some of it in the 90s, but I was getting a record deal and raising a child by myself. So I wasn't into watching TV, you know. Um, so Josh... Uh, you know, kept me um, current on what was happening. And when they invited me, I was so excited, Josh, to be a part of it. And you, you guys treated me like a queen, like, wow. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And, um, well, and thank, I got you. To meet, thank you. <laughs> and I got to meet some of the best people I've ever known. And they became my fans because I, I you know, um, just getting a record deal and doing all that. I was garnering some fans and different types of fans and demographics, but the Twin Peaks fans are the best in all the land. And I'm not just saying that. It is the truth. I've been on a, a self-made tour since September last year, and I can't tell you how many beautiful people I've met and have come up to me and been so generous and great and, and sweet and nice, just nice folks like you, Joshy, you know, well, you. Josh E. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, Josh, Josh remembers me, you know, before I got really quirky. So thank you for that. <laughs> I feel so much better. I'm I'm a much happier person now. Um, so to answer. Quirky's your question, fun. Quirky's fun, you know. <laughs> quirky, that's my new, that's my new. Hey, maybe that's the new name of the tour. I'll get into that in a second. But real quick then, <laughs> let me question and uh, and and if you guys don't mind Warren and, and Josh if you don't mind just giving me a couple of if somebody you know type something in there I can't see it so I, oh, I, absolutely. I I'm ignoring yeah I, you know I don't want to do that so if you can pick and choose some some different um, comments 
that would be very helpful to me. And let me answer your question. Yeah. No stars. Um, definitely a okay. lot of, uh, I have actually, there's two people that are talking about the Silencio scene being the best scene ever in any film they've watched. So. Oh my gosh. Who are I've these people? That. I'm going to send you some free music. Uh, let's see. One Christoph is. Uh, Thank you. Write those down for me, Warren. And, and then uh, Frank Chrono says it was a great moment. Um, oh, and actually, um, Snelly uh, Anderson Ward, she says you've collaborated with some amazing people. And um, actually, Christopher also says lots of love from Sweden. Oh, hello. Thank you. I love Sweden. Thank you. Talk, talk. So, so check it out. All right. Let me answer Josh's question. So this is a really good question. And I, and I have to segue with this, though. Check this out. So just recently, I was, uh, I had the opportunity, wonderful opportunity to be um, on the Guardian. I have a new article on the Guardian. It talks about my life, my hardships, talks about Philip, Josh, you know, talks about, you know, what I went through last summer and then working with Danny Elfman and, and opportunities that I've had and, and just a lot of struggle, right? So one of the things that I mentioned to the, uh, the writer, she's a beautiful Italian gal named Angelica. Um, she asked me about no stars and I, and it dawned on me when I was talking to her, I was really candid with her, very deep conversation I had with her, Josh at the Biltmore. I was at the, oh. Biltmore. yes, I set yep. it up. I set it up. So where I would be at the Biltmore when I did this, which was very Perfect. important. Remember when you told me about the Biltmore? See, I Josh, sure do. Yep. All roads lead to Josh Eisenstadt. So <laughs> check it out. I told her this and I will tell you and the fans that are still here. I'm sure people have already dropped off that this lady talks too much. So check it out. I realized that I didn't remember something very important when we, when I was asked to come to, to David's studio house again, same place, same time, same back place, right? Same microphone, John Neff the, at the, at the, uh, you know, engineering, the big old board, David in this little theater seating. And he sits down, he says to me, Rebecca, I want you to listen to this track John and I made. And then John is playing the guitar orchestra. So is, so is David. Beautiful track, as you know, beautiful track. Mm -hmm. And he says, so I wrote this poem and he gives me the poem and I've got it somewhere. Chicken scratch with some coffee stains. I wrote this poem. What do you say you, uh, you write? You write some of this in Spanish and we'll make this a song and put a melody on it. Can you do that for me? I said, I can do that for you. I'll take it home. I'll make a few versions and then you pick the one you like. He said, no, 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 no. I don't want you to take it home. I want you to do it here, right, right now. I look over to my agent, same guy. I go, Ryan, how many? He goes, well, you've never disappointed me before. I go, great, no pressure. All right. So at the time... David and I were smoking those uh, American spirits. Like, okay, give me some cigarettes. Give me some of that coffee, that damn fine coffee. And I will go, give me a minute. So I sat in his kitchen. I sat there with that chicken scratch poem. And I've come from Nashville where I was honing my songwriting craft. And we have got a thing that's like, it's a, it's a formula. And it goes verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, out. That's how it goes. And I had that in mind. However, I had been listening to Morrissey that week, and Morrissey repeats himself. I mean, he even has a song where he says, <laughs> where he says, and I won't be saying this again. No, I won't be saying this again. But I, okay, you just did, Morrissey. 
So I had this in my head and I was like, okay, I know I'm going to make this part. I'm going to make this part a verse and then I'm going to repeat it. And then I'm going to sing this. This is going to be the chorus. And then I'm going to pop some, throw down with some Spanish right here. And then so I, I've made my own little part of the poem in Spanish. I'm like, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Now, granted, I'd only heard that track once. So I says, okay, I think I've got it. Put me in that booth. Put me in front of that beautiful telefunken mic that I did Joranda with. I said, okay, go. So I listened to this, the song and it's got this weird timing. It's like four and then five. And any musicians out there, you know what I mean? It's like, when does this start? No idea. So I just started it. My dream. And, I, and the reason why it's so long was because I wasn't sure what was next. And so I'm like, my dream and I'm waiting and it turns and the chord changes like oh it's to go and I keep going and I just I have no idea what I'm doing but I'm reading my little poem or the little song and I'm I already knew what kind of melody should go over it it's just really long and beautiful and I try to make it like I had something about the lyrics really um broke my heart because I just come back from Nashville where my my country jail had fallen apart because I'd gotten in a car accident and it was my fault and all this stuff and and I just felt like you know Nashville is the place where stars go to die and I remember thinking that because that's part of you know the Twin Peaks where the pies go to die right and I was thinking this song is about my life in Nashville as it's like honestly oh so that's what I put into it. I felt like a dying star that I just had no hope left. So that's why you hear that just sadness, right? And, um, and as I was waiting for the next chord, it just kind of, I kind of went into the next chord with that same long note. And when I heard it back, I was very touched because I felt like I had been maybe you know influenced by little jimmy scott and how he sang mm. he would sing into the next chord i was doing mm. it because i didn't know what was next so but it, as a result it came out as an homage to him for me and also a cry for help because i was like oh my god what nashville did to me you know here i was this young beautiful skinny you know girl with a big old voice and a Spanish song and showed up in my daddy's 57 Chevy, you know, and, and then it, my life just fell apart. And it seems to happen like that, you know, with a lot of artists and independent people yeah. who struggle, you struggle and you get something really big and then it's more struggle. Yeah. I just stay on top for a little bit. Let me just, just a little bit. That's very true. But that's how no stars happen and I just had to share that part that I shared with the guardian that I didn't realize I had forgotten that very important feeling that I got when I saw that poem and wrote it in Spanish it was totally a a song to Nashville and it was like you killed me there's another Morrissey song you have killed me boom there it is oh, I think yeah that's that's that's, that's a great story yeah, yeah I, I mean you know I, I, I am a torch singer. There's a reason for that. I'm really sad. I'm, I'm you yeah. know, 
I seem happy, but I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm, it's like, you know, it's like a, a facade, right? You have to be happy. You have to be friendly. But you can't sing like that and be happy. Oh, oh, sorry, Josh, you go on. I'm not going to contact. Oh, I was going to say is that uh, I think you hone in like kind of what Carrie Fisher does because, or when she was alive, because she was also a singer for a while. And uh, if you know anything about her life, she went through so much, like one thing after another, but she came back around how to be funny about it. And yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's the things that I remember uh, Martin from Lynchburg. I know um, he, uh, he reaches out to you every now and then. One of the first things when I saw you in Faith, I was like, hey, can you, can you tell her that she would be a really great comedian? Because you just, <laughs> it's, it's the thing where you don't try to be funny, you just are. So, and that's like a thing that really stands out to people. Well, I think I, when I mean, naturally, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm, that I'm not, I don't try to be a happy person and I'm not, and I'm definitely genuine in my friendliness, you know, because I do like people and I do want to, I'm a people pleaser. Mm. So I, I do like to see people happy and I like, and I, I, I do find a lot of joy in things, you know, nature and Twin Peaks stuff. And, and I, um, I just think that a lot of times people, you know, ask me where that comes from. And it does come from what in Spanish we call llanto, which is, 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 is just a, a cry, a sorrow, a sorrowful cry, just, you know. Um, because so much uh, has happened. I mean, Roy Orbison had that same kind of feeling in his voice. I mean, he mm. lost his children and his wife, you know, his first wife to a fire, right? And um, so many, so many of us creative people have struggled. Our beautiful, may she rest in peace, our beautiful Julie Cruz. Yep. Oh, I just dedicated No Stars to at, in, in Vancouver. I sing a little part where I try to use my voice in a very, very light way. And I try to you sound a little like her sometimes. This It's very challenging. It's not easy to do. Um, and this time I said this is dedicated for, to Julie Cruz. Oh, <laughs> I love Julie Cruz. And, uh, actually, with uh, Warren on, it probably means that we're going to wind down one way or another. But um, Josh, was there anything else you wanted to say before like we get moving to anything else, though? Well, I guess I'll just say one quick thing. I was just going to comment. And, and I think, Rebecca, you just really said it, but I was kind of what what I was thinking was just that it's true that a lot of artists, you know, have the re they channel, you know, those parts into their work. And that's uh and including comedians, you know, they say a lot of comedians too have uh, a lot of sadness inside and uh mm -hmm. that's part of where that comes out, you know, where they're seeing things in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it's what brings some of the world's best music and best film and uh you know uh yeah the world has that, you know, that mix, that that light and that dark, you know. Exactly. Right. Then the thing. And I think that it's um thanks for saying that, Josh. And I think that, you know, I also, from what I understand, um, and what I feel when I'm on stage, especially in this No I Bonda tour, I've got it down to a science where it's I sing Llorando and then I I say, May she rest in peace too, a beautiful poem or the 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 dialogue from our log lady, um, Paulson, mm. you know, electricity is humming. You can see it in the mountains and the rivers. You, you know, you hear it in the mountains and rivers, you see it in the stars and see, and you know, I say that and then I sing no stars and I take uh, my audience and myself on a complete journey. It, it's, it's like we're in a trance and um, we're not, we, we, we're there, but we're not really there. 
and I'm included. I, I have no idea what's happening except for I'm just going with it. And um, I've been really grateful to have uh, the opportunity to tour, you know, and with, with some help from Janice Films and from my buddies over at, uh, in Portland, actually, at the Hollywood Theater there, Doug and, um, and Mississippi record owner um, Eric, and also my sponsor. I have to do this. This is my sponsor. Look at this. Oh, wonderful. What about this one? Oh, that's oh, Black Lodge. That's great. <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I love it. August on Common Tea. They're my little sponsors. Oh, cute. Yeah, that is fantastic. And Dennis, Dennis, who's a fantastic um, harmonica player, he told me about this. Do you know these people are selling Silencio? You ought to talk to them. <laughs> and they sponsor me, and I get I sign these. They're really beautiful. But you know, check out that new The Guardian article. This is a lot about my life and. And then, you know, it, I, I'm going to be doing some shows in, in Europe. I got one in Madrid so far, October 1st. And then I'll go, I'm working on Rome. Hopefully the fires will subside for Christ's sake, you guys. Uh, see what makes me sad? These things make me sad. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got like my feelings on my, on my nerve ending. So I, everything makes me sad. But I, I just share it in a song and then and maybe I can help other people feel those emotions yep. i think that's i did that in silencio maybe that's beautiful absolutely so yep. thank you thank you so much um, thank you for having me and thank you for everyone who made a comment i'm sorry i couldn't read them but you can no, always my instagram rebecca del rio official and 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 write some there so i can respond to it i was gonna say it was an honor talking to you today rebecca it was actually really nice uh, to be able to do this thank you for having me thank you for for coming too i appreciate that and Joshy, you know, I love you. You too, Rebecca. And we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. <laughs> Can I tell you how how Twin Peaks being in Twin Peaks has changed my life? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, because I think that's a great question. And thank you for answering that. Because it is an honor to be in any any uh, David Lynch production. Anything. A film, a TV, you know, rabbits. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> And, 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 you know, like Jay David says, you get traction. And that's true because I remember when I, I mentioned to him, don't you think no stars would be great in your new Twin Peaks, The Return? And he said, yes, I do, Rebecca. <laughs> I do think it'd be great. So I got an opportunity and, and, and I had, I just actually had um, surgery like a year before they'd taken out a pituitary tumor. So I had lost all this weight and I actually was back on, back in the game, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm back in the game, which is hard for like, you know, somebody my age, I turned 55 this year. So, you know, five years ago, that was a big deal, 50, you know, and then I was still relevant. And so it made a, it made a lot, made a big difference. I got more fans and I got more attention and I was able to put out some more music because of it. And, and, um, also, uh, the fact that, you know, the Danny Elfman saw me in both and, and then now I'm on his box set and I've, you know, I've developed a tour all by myself based on that traction. Cause that's what David said. Well, you got traction. Well, if I get traction, then I'm going on tour, you know, 20th anniversary might as well. And then, um, this next year is the 15th anniversary of Southland Tales. So I'm going to use that traction and I'm going to go on another tour. So yeah, that's how it changed my life. And it, 
it's it's hard being a woman of a certain age and then weight, you know, um, and demographic to 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 stay relevant. And once again, but it was me who had, I called Joe, uh, David and I said, David, what about no stars? <laughs> so I had to like advocate for myself, give my own traction. But yeah, but what a beautiful scene that was. It, it's I, truly, it's truly one of the best scenes in the whole eighteen hours. Uh, it, it's yeah, one that like the way yeah. he did it, it was just mm-hmm. walk around with that lighting and that, <laughs> you know. Gosh, I actually didn't. I, I didn't think because I want to make sure Josh said everything he had to say during our segment. But one of the things I had written down when Warren asked me to be part of the interview is that uh, I wrote down how no stars, how deliberate was because. You know, of course, uh, in the log late intros, uh, it establishes that Laura is the one, the first one. And then No Stars plays pretty much right after she says that again in part 10. And of course, like with uh, with uh, Dave Lynch, even in the show's own admission, 10 is the number of completion. So I think that he saw something, even in the midst of all these great performances, something that really stood out, even like heads above shoulders along the other Roadhouse acts. Well, yeah. I- so grateful that he did and he that that entire song went all the way into the credits and and that is the very thing that i say right before i see no stars on tour i say what katherine colson our beautiful log lady says electricity mm-hmm. is humming you can hear it in the mountains and the rivers you see it dance among the seas and the stars glowing around the moon but in these times the moon the glow is dying where uh, what will be what will become of the darkness that remains and then i start seeing those stars and everyone is just lost in that you know we go into a a trance because of those beautiful words i think you're right i think there was something to it what an honor it was to be on that episode with her knowing that that was her last her last you know pretty much her last scene there's this narrative shift that happens as a result of that song. Uh, the, the story had moved, and I don't want to say at a slow pace, but that song comes at this turning point where the narrative begins to accelerate afterwards, and the narrative changes, and it's very reminiscent of your scene in Mulholland Drive, where after you perform, the narrative changes, the pace picks up, and those parallels have never been lost on me it's almost like um, David has put you in this role of changing the narrative. When you show up, things are changing. And my, right. <laughs> my writer brain has been trying to figure out how to articulate that full theory for a while. But it, the idea is there in my head. Um, things change after you show up and perform. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna that song. Yeah. It's true. I was just in Vancouver. It's happened to me many times, many cities. I show up and it says, oh my God, it was raining yesterday the whole week. You show up and the sun's out. Mm. <laughs> so maybe maybe there's some truth to that. I'm really grateful that, that David absolutely in 1999 saw, heard this song, created the scene and, 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 and produced this beautiful piece that involved a, a, a pretty much an unknown, even though I had oh. but a Latina. A Latina singing mm-hmm. Spanish. A song was very well known, and even though you didn't, people didn't know it, they knew, you know. But I tell you what, he had insight then. 
you know, mm-hmm. that was pretty, mm-hmm. pretty awesome, you know, and he reached into those demographics and it kind of expanded the opportunities for uh, the, you know, the, the, the Latinos of the world to, in, in, to, to, to be introduced to David Lynch's work, you know. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, they love Morrissey, you know, we love Morrissey. <laughs> so then there's that No Stars connection too. Yeah.